A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. Chapter 10 Subterfuge Undeterred by Franklin's advice to give up on the idea to raise her own child and adopt in accordance with the new rules, Georgia set out to befriend Tiffany the RT so she could manipulate her into sharing information about reproduction center operations. She ingratiated herself to Tiffany at every opportunity during her courtship and harvesting sessions, complimenting her on her pretty blonde hair, the efficient execution of her RT duties, her unique bedside manner during the excruciating harvest sessions, and so forth. She was determined to replace the mysterious Sophie as Tiffany's best friend and confidant. As it turned out, Georgia was a bit surprised by how quickly Tiffany let her guard down and welcomed Georgia into the most personal aspects of her life and work routines. The girl must have been starving for friendship. Maybe Sophie wasn't a real friend at all, but the object of a wishful friendship by the lonely R.T., Georgia was not naturally a callous person, so she struggled with her guilty conscience, telling herself that she was not really taking advantage of a lonely woman who just wanted a friend. She actually sort of liked Tiffany, in the way that an older sister might humor a really annoying younger sibling. Tiffany looked forward to Georgia's appointments. She was excited to share tidbits of gossip and confide in her attentive new friend. Eventually, it became routine for Georgia to hang around with Tiffany after her appointments. Tiffany would always schedule Georgia with the last appointment of the day so they could spend more time together after the RTs had left. Georgia would follow her around the high-security areas of the hatchery, watching carefully and committing all that valuable information to memory. Tiffany was flattered by Georgia's intense interest in her mundane routines, mistaking it for interest in her. And Georgia played right into it. You're such a caring person, Georgia would gush, as she tagged along with Tiffany among the cylinders of developing fetuses. I can tell, she'd confide, by the way, you stop to talk to each one of them. You are really making a difference, Tip. You're helping them develop to term. I can just tell. They respond to you. They sense that you are, you know, there for them. Tiffany blushed at the compliment and shrugged her shoulders. You know, I can't help but pull for them. They are so tiny and vulnerable. 
I know it's not possible, but I want all of them to make it to term. She caught herself starting to choke up and quickly turned her back to Georgia, forcing herself to focus on her clinical procedures. She felt silly and embarrassed by Georgia's concerned expression. RTs weren't supposed to fraternize with donors. It was bad form. Sorry, she sniffed. That was very unprofessional of me. Oh, no, it's perfectly normal to feel conflicted, Tiff. I can't imagine what it's like for you to care for those developing babies day after day and have to, I don't know the right term, let them go when they aren't right. It's got to be heartbreaking for you. I know I couldn't do it. Tiffany turned back around and faced Georgia, looking carefully into her green eyes for signs of sarcasm or worse, deception. Finding none, she let a solitary tear roll down her cheek and wiped it off with the back of her hand. It is hard, you know. Sometimes I wonder if I'm really cut out for this work. Maybe the leaders made a mistake when they assigned me as an RT in the first place. I think I would have been better suited to work in the nutrition or energy lab. She took a deep breath. <sighs> Exhaled slowly. The thing is, I asked for this job. It was my way of honoring my mom. Tiffany stiffened as she caught herself, releasing a short gasp. A brief flash of panic flashed in her eyes. Your mom? You knew your mom? Tiffany backpaddled, giggling nervously. <laughs> Did I say my mom? I meant my friend, Sophie, remember? I told you about her. She's a great RT, one of the best. I remember. You named one of the babies after her. She made it to term. This was a statement, not a question, but Tiffany didn't seem to notice. She sure did, Tiffany brightened, relieved by the change of subject. You should have seen how little Sophie turned out, so chubby and so, so cute. Her family was so excited. I know, Georgia paused, carefully watching Tiffany's expression. I met Sophie outside with her new family. She's a beautiful little girl. You should be proud. Wait, you saw her? Really? Georgia nodded. I saw her at the park with her parents last month. I heard her mother call her name. I just knew it was the same baby. She's two years old now, right? Sounds about right. Tiffany looked down shyly, her mind drifting off. I'm glad she's doing well. That was all Tiffany could allow herself to ponder. She quickly retreated to her practice, cheerful but clinical RT demeanor. She flashed a big smile and forced herself back to a safe emotional space. Well, enough about that. So how are you doing? Feeling healthy and strong? I'm feeling great. Georgia made herself sound cheerful and excited. I bet we'll need to harvest again in a couple of weeks. Georgia was confident her upcoming harvest would not be Samuel's offspring. Just before their pairing session two weeks prior, she managed to snatch a latex glove from the RC supply cabinet while Tiffany was preoccupied with her RT duties. 
she excused herself to the toilet and shoved the glove up her vagina before joining Samuel in the courtship lounge. He hadn't noticed anything different while they paired, or maybe he just didn't care. When Samuel was finished and out the door, by now he had gotten over his initial shyness, she reached up and carefully pulled the glove out. The inside of the glove was gooey with semen, but the outside of the glove was mostly dry. She carefully turned the glove inside out, the way she had watched Tiffany do after examining her, and tucked it deep into her jumpsuit pocket. Georgia was confident that she had committed the perfect crime. She rushed back to Franklin's place, who was waiting for her in bed, and the two of them made furious, unprotected love. If Franklin managed to impregnate her, the stage of development of the resulting embryo would not give anything away, at least not right away. She hoped that would buy her more time to figure out what to do next, but first, she was anxious to find out if she was pregnant. It would be a long two-week wait for her next harvesting appointment. Georgia greeted Tiffany cheerfully and stripped off her clothes, laying down on the cot and propping her feet onto the stirrups. The process had become routine by now, and the two of them carried on with lively conversation while Tiffany performed the harvest. Georgia learned to block out the pain of the instrument scraping inside her through conversation. Tiffany retrieved the instrument and walked toward the microscope on the counter. She worked quickly and efficiently, humming a lullaby softly to herself while Georgia watched her from the cot. After a few minutes, she looked over her shoulder and gave Georgia a wink. We've got a live one! She held up a narrow pipette. That Samuel is amazing. He always seems to hit the mark. Georgia felt a flush of excitement when she heard Tiffany's announcement. Okay, but now what? Okie dokie then. Go get dressed while I transfer this little guy to a petri dish. I'll be right back. Tiffany made off with Georgia's embryo hers and Franklin's. How much time would she have before the first screening? Tiffany told her that all the fetuses in the hatchery underwent a DNA screening to ensure that no unauthorized little humans made it out of there alive. That was the other inglorious duty performed by the RTs. Georgia assumed they would do the screenings as soon as possible, but she needed to know exactly when that would be. She lingered around the RC, pretending to fuss with the zipper of her jumpsuit, taking extra time to buckle her boots, until Tiffany came back to sanitize the cot. Oh, you're still here? Are you okay? Cramps? I can give you something for that. No, I'm fine. Stupid zipper got stuck. I'll be right out. Don't let me get in your way. Oh, no hurry, I don't mind. You know I like your company. How's Franklin, by the way? I haven't seen him for a while. I stopped working that shift. Georgia's heart skipped a beat. She tried to act casual. Franklin? He's fine, I guess. You said it, Tiffany giggled. He's fine. You're so lucky, Georgia. She was amused by the look of confusion on Georgia's face. What? she asked playfully. 
everybody in Sector B knows you and Franklin are a couple. Really? I didn't think. Tiffany giggled. <laughs> Let's just say your roommate likes to pass the time in here with local gossip. Don't you just love Iris? I think she's hilarious. Georgia was starting to feel much guiltier about her carefully contrived plan to manipulate the gullible Tiffany, especially now that she was beginning to genuinely like her. But she assured herself that the end of this deception would justify the means. She had to convince Tiffany to tamper with the DNA screening. If that didn't work, then maybe she would learn enough through direct observation to do it herself. It was dangerous business, but Tiffany had already crossed the line. She had given Georgia free access to the hatchery, a high-security area that was strictly off-limits to anyone apart from RTs. If Tiffany's co-workers got wind of this breach and reported her, she could be sent on a long vacation to the Realignment Center. So, what happens to the little guy or gal now, Tiff? Tiffany wiped down the cot with a spray of bleach solution. They all go through a nutrient bath, float around in there for five weeks, while we keep a watchful eye on them to make sure they are developing properly. Eventually, if everything checks out, we transfer them to a development pod. Oh, what else can I ask her without sounding suspicious? When did you know Sophie would make it? Well, she made it through the early screening, but you never really know until they are at least 24 weeks into gestation. What's the screening like? Tiffany was preoccupied with wiping down every surface in the room. She kept her eyes focused on the chore while she spoke. Initially, we look for abnormalities, you know, the usual stuff. We start with a visual check, followed by an actual DNA screening if the visual screen looks good. Even if the fetus looks perfectly healthy, sometimes the female donor will conceive outside of the approved pairing. Shit happens. I suppose that doesn't happen very often, though, right? Tiffany chuckled as she stuffed the disinfectant spray back into the cabinet. Are you kidding me? It happens all the time. They used to wait until the end of the second trimester to do the screenings, but too many RTs were getting traumatized over it. It's hard to put them down when they start looking like real babies. Georgia was horrified at the picture in her mind, but managed to hide her revulsion and maintain a look of interested composure. That makes sense. It's pretty easy to get DNA. You just need a single cell. But so much can go wrong during the first five weeks of development. It just makes sense to wait until then. If the fetus is growing normally, you can do the DNA screening at that point and destroy any unauthorized fetuses. They have functioning organs at five weeks, but they look like weird little aliens. I'm grateful for that. You can't tell them apart except for the label on the cylinder. There's a whole bunch of them floating around in the lab with Franklin's number, Samuel's too. The guy donors really get around. Georgia bit her lip. I've got five weeks to figure out a way to save my baby. Well, I better get going. 
I'll see you next month. Later, Gator. Be careful on your walk back to the dorm. The path is super icy out there.